In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As they came down from the mountain, the disciples put this question to Jesus. Why do the scribes say that Elijah has to come first? True, he replied, Elijah is to come to see that everything is once more as it should be. However, I tell you that Elijah has come already, and they did not recognize him, but treated him as they pleased. And the Son of Man will suffer similarly at their hands. The disciples understood then that he had been speaking of John the Baptist. The Gospel of the Lord The connection between Elijah and St. John the Baptist is not without issue, but it is necessary to make that connection in order for the reader to recognize that John is not just any ordinary prophet, but a prophet of the end times. The first reading provides us with a summary of Elijah's powerful ministry of the word and his ascension into heaven. Because Elijah did not die but was taken up to heaven directly, Jewish tradition spoke often of the future return of Elijah. According to the prophet Malachi, Elijah's mission is to bring about reconciliation. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. The return of Elijah was eventually intertwined with the messianic prophecies and end-time predictions. Elijah and the Messiah were seen to be a tag-team combination. If Elijah comes, the Messiah himself cannot be far behind. That is why during the time of our Lord, where messianic expectation was never far from the surface, there was much speculation that both John the Baptist and Jesus were the reappearances of ancient biblical figures. Today our Lord clears all doubts and silences, all speculations. He confirms that John is the Elijah whom the people have been waiting for. And in confirming that John is Elijah, our Lord is saying that he himself is the Messiah. Elijah must come first, and then the Messiah. It is interesting to note in the fourth gospel, St. John the Baptist denies that he is Elijah, but in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, our Lord tells his listeners that John is indeed Elijah returned. How do we reconcile the two positions? Is he or is he not? Well, the confusion, which isn't a confusion, is due to the fact that neither John the Baptist nor Jesus perfectly meets the expectations of the Jews and the criteria which they had set. So in a way, both were not really the Elijah and the Messiah which people were expecting. But rather than falling short of these expectations, the truth of the matter is that both John the Baptist and Jesus far exceeded the expectations of the Jews. The Jews expected a prophet to return to herald a time of reconciliation, but instead they got John, who was a foreigner of Jesus, 
who will bring about more than mere reconciliation in relationships. The latter, Jesus, will bring about our redemption. The Jews expected a Messiah descendant of David who will restore the glory of their earthly kingdom and win them liberation from their oppressors. But instead they got a Saviour, the Son of God no less, who has come to save the whole world from sin. In a sense, the whole world, both John and Jesus, are that legendary tag team, Elijah and the Messiah. In another sense, both were far greater than the expected heroes of their generation, one a greater Elijah and the other a greater Messiah. This is an important lesson for us. We often have certain expectations for how God ought to act based upon our own preferences and blanket vision. The problem with this is that it's illogical. People have boundaries because we are limited. God, however, cannot be confined by our limitations. The infinite God has no boundaries, and he often defies our expectations when he reveals himself in all his power. And God indeed defined, defied the expectations of those living in John and Jesus' generation. And what greater surprise would they encounter than to witness the death of both the new Elijah and the Messiah? The death of John would be a prelude to our Lord's death, who will suffer similarly at their hands. Like St. John the Baptist, giving witness to our faith in the Messiah must not stop at the point of preaching in words or demonstrating the truth of our words through our actions. We are challenged to accept the invitation to suffer similarly at their hands, the hands of those who will reject the message of the gospel, we can and we should try to share in the Baptist's ministry and make straight the way of the Lord. However, in doing so, we must be prepared for others to see us as strange and extreme and be prepared for the cruelty and rejection of the world should it come. For what united John and Jesus unites us as well. It is the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.